Welcome to the new Cyber Frontier, bringing you the latest news and initiatives that focus on the development of cybersecurity economics. You don't have to be a computer or cybersecurity expert to get plugged in. Your host brings it straightforward, asks the tough questions, and brings the cyber world to a level of understanding for everyone. You can find us on the web at www.newcyberfrontier.com. Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier. Welcome. It's been a few weeks since the last time I did a release, which is part and due to my focus in completing my dissertation at University of Colorado. I can happily say, though, that all the requirements have been wrapped up and there will soon be a, be a publication on this work that has taken the better part of six years uh, and will be available to the public soon. So I will keep you posted. That milestone moving into the past uh, provides a lot more time that I'll be looking at the focus on integration of products, things that we do with that work. Um, that stage, I think, is the most valuable part of what I've done over a lifetime. So looking forward to that. Today, we have a recording uh, from a recent talk I did at the EDGE Symposium. In some ways, this, this might be a day view for many of you for what I've been working on behind the scenes, uh, both at my work at University of Colorado and with BlockFrame. Uh, whether you're a product manager looking for a new direction in security, you know, security by design, which is something you'll hear and what I'm going to talk about in this, this presentation. Or if you're an industry practitioner wanting to keep up with the next generation of what's coming out of our exciting programs at our top universities, I hope you'll enjoy this message that was well received as it was presented. A standby as we bring you into the presentation in progress. Floor is yours for the next 20 minutes. Thank you. Thanks for staying for the last session to come uh, listen to me. I appreciate it. Um, today, uh, let me make sure this is working. Uh, we're going to talk to you about what we do and a little bit about the, the application of security for profitable products that are deployed and how do you increase the profitability of products. <clears throat> Blockframe, we enable our customers to create resilient, precision ecosystems for sustainable uniform consumption and production. Now that is to say that we value accountability, uniformity, quality, affordability, and social conscious, and we provide these capabilities to our customers. Uh, we leverage blockchain, pioneered with uh, cryptocurrency, some of you might know, but not cryptocurrency uh, in our application uh, to Enable, enable ecosystems of deployed products, no matter what it is, IoT, and what industry. So what do we solve as the, we solve social problems. This is an example of a social problem where we have for 50 years cars on the road, mass chaos, until we got the three components that we use to control the social system of our transportation lines, signs, and signals. It was literally 50 years before the first turn signal was put on a vehicle. And now we have all these things in vehicles for controls, but the signals that come inside. So right now in the cybersecurity industry, we are in kind of a chaotic state. If you want to implement cybersecurity, you buy all these products and you'll be secure. So how do they work together? What do we do with them? It is a similar problem. We simplify. 
empower simplicity? How do you pull the minimal set of components to make a uniformity, the logistics, accountability, balance of privacy and visibility, identification, traceability, and trust of those, those things out there? Economics of cybersecurity. This is kind of a tale of two cities of, of work I've done in the past where early on, and this, this graph shows about halfway through, the stock price of two companies, Apple, and I've used Motorola, there's several companies that fit this category at the time. Apple started their ecosystem by restricting their operating system, their hardware. So using cybersecurity, cryptology, to do this, that their operating system had to work with their hardware. They authorized all software vendors. They restricted with cryptography, with cybersecurity, to only allow vendors that they allowed to, to, to use, to have applications. They controlled all their service interfaces to and from their products. They restricted data access. You had to use their data. All these controls in cybersecurity. They controlled their supply chain, so they had accountability of where their products were, how many were there, what the logistics were, and all this provided their controllable product quality and turned this loose, this animal that we now know in about 2007, the departure of that graph, and that's just the base from there on. It's a hockey stick on the, the increase. And this company doesn't even exist in its form now because their products were so unsustainable in all these categories that the value of their physical products went down to the point where their company value was in the operating system that they then sold to Google. So cybersecurity is also a big economics piece. It is the biggest piece of economics for some of the bigger companies with the best products and the quality brands. And most of us don't look at it as that, we look at it as a technical practice. So what do we do? A little bit of, a, of an eye chart, but in the top right, we are a company, we use distributed ledger to distribute cryptographic keys. So the security credentials that go out to all the IoT products. Uh, solving the problem of millions of devices for cyber risk. Um, inability to trust those devices out there. You sell them, throw them over the wall, they go into production, what do you, you, you don't have any more control. And vulnerabilities in our supply chain. How do you keep the supply chain? Uh, we provide the ability to provision cryptographic keys, i.e. credentials, more than just certificates, more than just keys, but combinations of those things, all uh, standard cyber components that we use in our products. We have indefinite scalability and continuous way to renew and reset security. On the bottom left, you'll see that all the things that we talked about with Apple and the ecosystems that we know of quality products being now manageable as business features. And on the bottom right, the benefits, the supply chain benefits, the increase in effectiveness, reduction in margins, and, you know, able to control and reduce loss and theft and reduce costs for maintenance and uh, warranty operations. So we solve four major issues. One, security for all segments of the supply chain. Two, management of deployed devices and the security and management of those. 
the integration of physical and digital supply chain, and the ability to scale, which is a limiting technology in some of the earlier distributed ledger applications. Um, Cost-effective solutions, we, you know, we look at, at distributed ledger, oftentimes too expensive, volatile speculation, being able to manage that. And a, a distributed ledger solutions that we offer for high volume, indefinitely scalable, and highly uh, cost competitive. So we pioneered over the last couple of years a way to do blockchain to solve some of the major problems in the blockchain industry. And one of them is a large, large one is the carbon neutral. We, do a, we use a consensus model that doesn't use any mining. And you see on the left, it, it shows the, the blue is the, the last couple of years of progression of the cost and the use of mining and what that has done as a global impact. Right now, Bitcoin alone is the 21st largest economy for energy in the world. If we can kept up that, keep up that trend, you're looking at the growth on the right, that what projections would look like over the next five years if we kept up the same trend, and it is unsustainable. So moving to a distributed ledger, to a global practice of what is known now as blockchain that doesn't use wasted energy mining is an essential necessity. And we, that's one of the offerings that we do is that platform. So empowering renewable energy. Some of our initial lead work has been with using the blockchain for high volume transactions for energy, for transactive energy, for putting together the buyers and sellers on a peer-to-peer -peer basis so that now large-scale transactions for renewable microgrid can be effective, able, enabling that technology. Affordable precision system, e ecosystems, basically large-scale logistics, large-scale production, being able to have many operations at fractions of a cent versus what we see in blockchain at 10 to $20 sometimes for transactions happening on uh, like Ethereum and some of the existing distributed ledgers. So security for the supply chain. We take that set of reduced credentials put it into your, your product at manufacturing. And the best way to, to show this is the little Russian doll because throughout the supply chain, we encapsulate it with a new set of credentials. This way, if we, we have a security, a defense in depth for security, and if we ever have a compromise, we can then go back to the last trusted state, reprovision and reset from any security. And this gives us a supply chain capability for security of all products on large scale. This is looking at across the whole supply chain from top left, manufacturing, inserting identities, tracking the insertion of software into products, and then using that next set of encapsulated credentials for the operation of a network, for the real-time communications. And on the bottom, you have all the, the business the, the numbers, the scale, the transport, and even peer-to-peer -peer operations all become seamlessly possible across your ecosystem of products. Looking at uh, a few use cases, medical, end-to-end -end data encryption, individualized uh, security, individualized privacy based on each block on the blockchain. Now we can have per transaction meet HIPAA requirements, uh, transaction payable one at a time, operations, and peer-to-peer, -peer, direct between two devices, 
can even do monetary transactions. Uh, integrating our products, we have made a cyber physical protection board that can be put in or even software equivalents that go directly into the products with a, li with a library and enable these features for any, any product. So put one design into your product, you sell a million of them, each one becomes individualized. You can have individual document delivery, file collection, software updates, peer-to-peer uh, -peer and smart operations. Logging, zero trust in the network, which I'll show you in a couple slides, all with that simple integration of one part, integration of libraries, and then develop your apps on top of them. Uh, just what types of things become possible now, looking at the analytics, information collected over time becomes, uh, you know, for your patient records, for telehealth, for pandemic response, anything you can imagine for tracking and tracing and coordinating data at, in high volume. Uh, looking at medical records. Now, the blockchain is like an index into your file system where we can say you're, you're, the best way to represent that is a card catalog and, and said where is all my, are all my files at? Point to each one, be able to index each one, have the data sets, watermark, kind of a library check-in and check-out for uh, software and records operations. Uh, looking at that, creating even emerge, you know, medical records for different providers, different sets of information. the same type of operation, so an operating system, a system containment that, that does the operations, makes them all exactly the same. We're looking at secure transactions between any two devices, set up with asymmetric operations. Symmetric operations, high-speed operations with SCADA, our customers are looking at doing this now to have that high-speed high, high operations and continuous resetting of security with rolling of keys presence. Uh, we add the blockchain and we can have many different operations on top of that as a third party neutral. We still can have device device multi-factor identification. We can have uh, we can reset the keys whenever we need to on, and provision on the blockchain. Still have the secure communications. One-time codes for simple and single operations. Encrypted file transfer between any two devices. Recording of critical information, so we have the immutable blockchain as a third party for that. Uh, firmware updates, software patches, and then verification, zero trust, ability to zero trust between two devices that might not be from the same organization, might not be related, but now we have that zero trust capability uh, built in. And then rolling of keys and encrypted private data with proof of origin. Every single device can sign data came from that device with those keys that were provisioned from the blockchain. All this gives us that zero trust ecosystem in operation for whatever needs and whatever product you have on the, on the grid. So, and then the collection of data from them, this is just a showing that collection 
of forensically available time-stamped, time-sequenced data from, in this case, the energy, energy grid, but from, from whatever product devices that uh, are, are utilized. Uh, we, BlockFrame also offers the ability to, for large scale, and look at here at some of the things that we've pioneered in the governance of this, this, this capability. You know, um, participants, organizations, industry designations, and this work was done for the state of Colorado, our primary customer, where we've implemented in partnership with the University of Colorado, Colorado State, actually uh, a governance capability to roll out the state programs. So right now we're looking at a couple of state programs that are rolling out using the blockchain for just the records part of it, not as much the ESP, which was the provisioning. So this is our, how we support customers with the migration of their, their supply chain. Supply chains large, you're never going to have everything at once. You have to have a phased approach. And looking at the, every supply chain kind of as a, as a horseshoe, the two on the left, this one was actually designed for military supply chain, is the, the low-hanging fruit. How do you start? You implement contract for service and fulfillment. The next one, subcontracts, compliance to those contracts. And then moving around the horseshoe, kind of identifying, but the phased process for implementing supply chain security across the business model is, takes on this form and things that we support our customers in doing. And all while you have the global forensics. You can stop by our booth out there. I'll show you some of these in operation. Our dashboards that show uh, the data as it's collected. Uh, some of our, our um, actual physical devices that are putting data onto it in real time. We can show you as uh, the displays out there. Uh, a growing ecosystem. Like I said, a lot, we got our start in Colorado, so you see a lot of these are Colorado-centric, but over 320 partnerships that we have ongoing and moving into several prototypes with different systems. And we're you know, here talking to GE, and uh, we've worked with GE Research on some, some early projects. enjoyed that presentation from the edge symposium if you're looking for security or zero trust capability that i presented in that session reach out to us reach out to me i look forward to that next generation of cybersecurity, and i'm excited we're excited to bring along a few uh forward-thinking early adopters uh also i look forward to hearing about things you're doing we're in the process of recording for the next season of New Cyber Frontier, looking for some exciting guests. If you have something to share, looking for a way to get in front of the industry audience that we share at New Cyber Frontier, uh, please reach out to me about that as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of New Cyber Frontier.